Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. What do you know? Appearing on camera yet again, Sandy. I'm quite fetching, or at least I was back in the day. Back in the day. I watched about the first 20 minutes of, uh, there's a, I don't know where the hell it's, I think it's on Netflix, but I'm not sure, about the Gotti family. Yeah. Thought of you the whole time, Bob. Oh, yeah. Nice Italian boy from out east. What could be better than that? Well, you know, the guy was uh, unfairly maligned. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly right. Well, you remember this, Bob, when Victoria Gotti, his daughter used to call into the morning show and do check-ins with us on her dad in prison. Yeah, it's, uh, and he, uh, did he die in prison or did he he get out and then die? Nope, he died in prison. You're absolutely right. He avoided the, uh, the, the slammer for quite some time and then they finally got him. He did indeed, ladies and gentlemen, and he was cockier than a son of a bitch about it, too. That's the other part. Teflon Don. Yeah, you think you're going to arrest me? Go ahead and give it a whirl. See how that works out for you. Settle down. (laughs) Wasn't there a juror or two who might have been convinced he was innocent? Uh, Maybe. (laughs) Possibly. Maybe a little cash went their way. I'm not sure, Bob. Oh, I I think it might have been more than cash. It might have been, hey, he's innocent, right? You heard me. Or they put a gun to his head. Right, we'll kill your whole family. It's your whole effing family, too. It's got to be the effing in there. We'll kill your whole effing family. (laughs) Like, looking back at that kind of era in history, it's just so wild to me that these guys that were, I mean, essentially criminals today that would be vilified were, like, these mythical legends and had their own fan club and people that supported them and stuff like that. You know, I never asked you guys this. You guys ever ever, uh, had anybody in your family murdered? Nope. Nobody murdered. Not that, we're, not that I'm aware of. Nope. Yeah, I don't uh, think so. so. I'm the only one, and there were three of them in my family. What does that tell you? You're carrying the average. That we might piss people off with our family. That's what I'm thinking. And it was my mother's family, not my father's family. It was my mother's family. The first one I, I didn't, because I wasn't born yet when they broke both his arms and legs and stuck them head first into a snowbank in Anoka. But was I never mouthy? met him. I think he talked about the wrong guy. I think that happened. And then Ed got, got beaten to death with a pipe. And then the other Augie was thrown off a building in downtown Minneapolis. So I do remember those two. That's kind of weird, though. You know, I, I don't think about that very often, that I've gone through some stuff in my life that most people don't ever go through. But it seemed like it was normal to me. Oh, really? Another uncle got murdered? Okay, well, I'm going to go watch Mickey Mouse. I still got two more, so what's it to you? Yeah, there's a couple more out there. Don't worry about it. Not anymore, I don't. They're all gone now, baby. Anyway, Sandy, uh, by the way, Bradshaw and Bryant brings you Bob Sansevier Sports. Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury lawyer seeking justice for the injured. Contact Bradshaw and Bryant, MinnesotaPersonalInjury.com. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant, Bob Sansevier. Didn't, uh, didn't watch the Vikings yesterday. I was at Seaver's Festival, Seaver's I Corn I saw pictures. Festival. 
God, everybody saw those pictures. They must be everywhere. I didn't even know there were pictures. Yeah, you're very, you're a very good husband uh, sitting for that picture with your wife holding a pumpkin, and you're there with as the doting grandpa. I was the doting grandpa. It's absolutely true. And I'll tell you this story quickly because everybody else knows, Bob. Yeah. Get home last night, tired as hell, wash up, hit the sack. I get up this morning, change my underwear, corn falling out of my butt crack. Just great. Just wonderful, Bob. <laughs> He's laughing. He thinks, yeah, thanks. There was corn in my underwear all night, and I never felt it at all. So I don't know. What Are you means. sure? It was corn. It wasn't a polyp that just. Yes, it was a polyp that snapped off. Oh, my God. There were seven polyps that snapped off last night. Exactly. That's just just a typical Friday night for Bob Sansevier. Yeah, exactly. Corn falling out of everywhere. That's it. That's everything. So, Sandy, uh, the Vikings didn't look any better, even though they won. They still suck. They played their two wins against two of the worst teams, and probably the two worst teams. Now, the Bears. Mm -hmm. Uh, what it was last, not, not last there, thir- two Thursday nights ago, they looked pretty good, but that was just an aberration. They went back to what they are, a bad team. Mm-hmm. And the Vi- it, was, it was actually funny. Kirk Cousins is talking about it. They played a Creed song. Uh, was it higher? And that's why they won. It inspired them. No, you played a crap team. Exactly. That's why you won. It had nothing to do with Creed. Right. Creed. Yeah. And you put up that performance, you're going to like think that we need to, like, blame it on the Creed song. Like if that's you guys playing as a pumped-up squad, I'd hate to see what you look like on your off days. Yeah. So and they were, if Justin pretty Fields bad. hadn't gotten hurt, they would have lost that game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they, they were pretty bad. I didn't see any of the games. So. I will say the defense is playing better. Again, oh, though, good. you look better when you're playing against a bad team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I thought it looked a little bit better. And offensively, they will absolutely miss Justin Jefferson. And... I know all the Kirk Cousins sycophants out there. Putting up statistics is one thing. Putting up wins is another. Yeah, exactly. He, he made one of the worst decisions a quarterback could make. He's getting taken down, and he throws the ball behind him. To was that Cam Ak- I think it was Cam Akers. I don't think uh, Madison was on the field then. And the ball, luckily, I actually thought it was a turnover, but they, it's, the, uh, the bear slipped out of bounds with it. And they said it was, uh, you know, still Vikings ball. But you don't throw behind you no. when you're being taken down. It's not a good, a good way to go. Is he that stupid? I think. I mean, people will defend. Oh, they beat the Colts. They came back for set a record. I there was no pressure on them at that point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just think he does get panicky. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I think he's proven that this year with the time management, the clock management. Well, I think you're absolutely right, Bob. I didn't like I said. Uh, I, I'm not avoiding the Vikings, but I had a better thing to do, hang out with my uh, my family all day yesterday. So I, I didn't see a minute of it, but I have heard from many people they were very mediocre. Well, and I, again, like I said this, and they did play the Chiefs decently, mm-hmm. but they're take, getting a Niners team that lost. Oh, I know. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> That's not a good thing to happen. No. And Christian McCaffrey, it's an oblique injury. I would be very surprised if he missed the game, you know, on next Monday night. Right. He's got an extra day to heal. And if McCaffrey had been in that game for the Niners, they would have wound up winning. And also, I've rarely ever said this, but the officials did have a big hand in the outcome of that Niner game. So they're going to be facing a Niner team that's going to be pissed mm-hmm. that they lost. So that's a Monday and night game a week from tonight. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. Okay. All right. 
And although, do you think that because the Vikings are so bad that if McCaffrey is kind of on the fence of playing, they go, well, it's just the Vikings. We can beat the Vikings without our best player and we can get him an extra week of rest and come back at it next week? Or do you think they're looking at it as we got to get him out here because we can't lose two in a row? I think they wound up taping him up and giving him a lot of, you know, I, it, I don't, an oblique injury is not a common injury. I mean, guys get him, but I don't think they put you on the shelf for that long. I don't think he's going to miss the game. Yeah. So he's going to want to be in there. And they're going to want him in there because mm-hmm. they're going to say, well, wait a minute, look what happened here. We did lose. So I think they'll uh, certainly see how he can play. And Elijah Mitchell, he was supposed to play yesterday, but they went right to Jordan Mason, who I think is their third back. So I, I think that he'll wind up playing. And Debo Samuel could be a little bit longer. Those shoulder injuries, injuries those are pesky. Yeah. So they will be down one good, very good receiver. But their defense can play. Bob, don't you think that I've had enough since 1967 of watching this team get their ass kicked every year? You have had enough, Tom. I think you should Honestly, grow a beard and not shave it off until they win the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> like that poor guy. I was walking on it by the time he died. I remember that. Yeah. Literally, he was dragging on the ground. And, like, at some point, you know he was like, I never should have opened my stupid <laughs> mouth. I've got this dumb beard now that exactly. I can't cut because these damn Vikings won't win a Super Bowl. Yep. <laughs> it's true. I don't know what to tell you. It's just that's, you know, you got, uh, hey, and now let's be honest, it's been 30 years since we've won anything in baseball as well. So that's uh, it's time to pick that up too, don't you think? That and, uh, I mean, the Wild had the great start, and then they played Saturday night, and they get – Unbelievable. Seven uh, goals they give up. It's no longer the Minnesota's no longer the land of hockey or the state of hockey. No, oh, sorry, AJ. Yeah, AJ, this is a sensitive subject, Bob. They played Toronto. I, I what, do you, what do you expect? Austin Matthews is on pace to score 264 goals this season. <laughs> okay, you know what I expect? I expect a team that supposedly is going to be a Stanley Cup contender to uh, play a little better than that. That's what I expect. Well, they were dropping like flies, too, Bob. They're already going to be missing Matt Boldy here. They're going to be down to 11 forwards, seven defensemen for a little AJ, bit. AJ, call depth. Get yourself ready for guys to get hurt. No, I, get but hurt. what I'm saying is with the salary cap stuff, they, they can't call up another forward. Like, they have to. They, they don't have enough cap space because of how tightly strapped they are. So they're running 11 forwards, seven defensemen until guys can come on back and be healthy. It's crazy. This is like... Listening to a Kirk Cousins. <laughs> I'm not. There's always a reason. No, I mean, well, I'm just stating how how wild it is that with the like the NHL refuses to raise like they're not making money, so they yeah. can't raise the salary cap. So it's no, they don't make are, any money. And multiple teams are running that way. The salary cap is that from still from what like the Parisi or whatever. Yeah, fiasco. Yeah, this year and fiasco. next year. So they're thirteen and a half million dollars that just can't be spent on anybody. Jeez. What? Uh huh. Yeah, Seems like said, a good idea when it oh, happened. Yeah. Well, they essentially just paid some people to stay home. Is what they're yeah. doing. Yeah. Parisi still around? No, he's out. Where is he? Where is he now? Um, he was with the Islanders oh, out in New York, uh, but he, to my knowledge, does not. Uh, he he's still a free agent. He was a there. He's possibly going to come back middle of season but it's not like he's jumping at the bit right. i'll say at this point if we're paying you you might as well just come put a wild jersey on well that's the thing we, if he officially retires before that contract the buyout stuff is done mm-hmm. then the wild are slapped with an even heavier penalty and so that's can really? get extended out so i think he despite probably the 
the negativity around like getting bought out and like the resentment, he he knows that there's implications. It doesn't want to hurt the hometown. Now, that's interesting. So if a guy is a free agent, nobody signed him, and what if and the team is still paying him, mm-hmm. they'd have to pay him again to come back because he's not going to come back for the money. <laughs> he's the free money. Yeah. So he, but in other words, he ain't coming back. No. 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 Not at all. And by the way, your uh, college hockey that St. Thomas team gave the Gophers took them to overtime. Friday night because they have that transfer portal's been good to the Tommies. Mm-hmm. So, you're a college hockey fan, AJ, or just the yeah, wild? Yeah, yeah. Um, I followed in Passel's footsteps, so I went to St. Cloud State. Oh, Husky's rough start to the season, rough sweep at Mankato this past weekend. But you're right, the Tommies. Um, I was a little shocked the first weekend when they when they split with St. Cloud, and then they really give the Gophers and Bob Motzko's crew a run for their money on that Friday night. Saturday, not not Overtime. as much, but uh, well, but still they kept, they didn't get blown out. Exactly, it's, they're, like they're making the them look competitive. So once they get some easier schedules uh, or some easier opponents down their schedule, I'm excited to see what the Tommies can do. What else do you follow? Are you just a hockey guy? No, I, I'm. Uh, I like soccer. I'm a little bit of everything, Bob. Soccer, soccer, soccer you're a loons so, guy. A little football, yeah. I, I like. Uh, well, I I kind of have to be with uh, with my rollover at Score North. I produce all oh, okay. the soccer games. So, uh, it, no longer Adrian Heath. They boot him after seven years of AJ, running the club. You're and telling us a lot more than we need to I say. Know, <laughs> you, but, but here's the thing. They boot him, and this is a team that couldn't score more than two goals for the entire season. And as soon as they give it to their coach, 48 hours later, they put up five. Whoa. Oh, Bob, you knock it off. Nobody nope. picks on AJ. No, you God. knock it off. That is the correct response. Bob. I'm Go not after on AJ. Bob. I'm Go after on him soccer. harder. No, soccer, soccer is one of those sports where it's like, it's not the great. Obviously not the greatest, not very popular here. But if you go to a Loons game, like you can't help but get caught up in the atmosphere. It is very fun to go see live, but if I would never watch it on TV. I'm asleep in the first five minutes. Steve Cannon, he nailed it. You know the quote? Nope. What was that? Why do 20,000 kids in Minnesota play soccer? So they don't have to watch it. <laughs> that I'm done. That was Cannon, one of Cannon's best jokes ever. Cannon was pretty damn good, actually. He was a really, really good on the air. They won one nil, an absolute blowout. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty. That is a blowout in soccer, isn't it? Yeah. Who's that guy again that just signed for over a billion dollars? Uh, was that it Messi? Not Ronaldo, Messi. Yeah, Lionel Messi. Or no, who's the? Uh, no, Mbappe. Mbappe, I think, is who you're talking about. There's nobody named Mbappe. Yeah, he turned. Yeah, he, he turned down like. He turned down like a. Billion. Oh, that's a song. No, I, you're talking about uh, Ronaldo going to the Saudi League. No, it wasn't Mbappe. The it was Mbappe that turned down like one. There was like almost a billion dollars to go to Saudi Arabia. Then he signed with somebody <laughs> yes, he, else. Yeah, he turned yeah. that down and he stayed in in France with yep. PSG, Pierre yeah. Saint Germain. But yeah, Ronaldo's would, another one that they essentially give him enough money to run a country to go play <laughs> soccer. Yeah, exactly. Mbappe was offered a $1.1 billion contract. Really? Yeah. To play soccer. This tells you how screwed up it is over in Europe in the Middle East to have that kind of money to throw around to soccer players. Well, it's everywhere except for the United States, isn't it? Soccer's big mm, everywhere yes. but yeah. here. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. That's interesting. I mean, Canada, they like their soccer up there. Absolutely. they got some good players, too. All right, that's what I've heard. So and know, you're just... diehard soccer fans, Tom. Well, like AJ seems like he. Well, you have to though, because that's part of your job. Yeah, so I I've, get that. I've kind of followed it too. I've, I I follow the Premier League because the the product between here and Europe is so drastic. So it's a little more waking up, and plus it's a great buffer into NFL Sundays because all those games are done by like noon perfectly. So it's just you 
coast in from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m., mm -hmm. and then boom, we got NFL kickoff. So it's nice. I like that. That works for me. Yeah. I don't know. I tried. I, I went to several. Well, Tino Letieri is one of my best friends, and he was a soccer goalie for, God, how many years? A lot. A lot. He was a goalie forever for the kicks and the, what was it? The, what was Strikers. That? Strikers, yeah, there you go. Very good, Bob. Bob, look at you coming up with oh, the info. Oh, Bob, the secret hey. soccer fan. Oh, no, Bob had a cover soccer when he was uh, when it was yeah. off season. For sure, Bob. Let me just snore into my microphone real quick. <laughs> Wait, let me see that tattoo. Oh my God, does soccer it say tattoo. "Loons for Life"? <laughs> Loons for Life, baby. Bold to get that across your forehead, Bob. That's bold. I will tell you that stadium over in St. Paul is beautiful. Mm -hmm. They did a nice job at that oh. stadium. Yeah, we're still waiting for the renovations to the surrounding area to kick in. <laughs> well, yes, they're, the stadium they're itself. Is they're trying, baby. I I got an ice cream cone the other day right next to there, and I have to ask, where do people park when they go to Loon's games? In the big ass parking lot that surrounds the stadium. Lot. Yeah, but is that enough for the stadium? Yeah, oh, yeah. The, the stadium doesn't. Really? It probably what, holds like twenty. Thousand ish, okay. maybe it's That's not like right. Yeah. A lot of people will park for further away and then take the light rail because it mm -hmm. runs right oh, up to yeah. there. Oh yeah, so That's true. like when I when I go, I'll park at the Hubbard offices and then I'll hop on the train. But it's just the cars are fully packed with Loons fans, yeah. so it's nice. You don't I get took to park one of the. the Hubbard few, park I'm sorry, Tom. No, he's stealing a spot from me over at the Hubbard parking lot. No wonder I can never get a spot. I park specifically in the spot that says, save for Tom Bernard. <laughs> Same. Well, if he didn't Same. park there, that parking spot would probably have, like, cobwebs on it. Because I'm assuming you don't make too many trips over to the I don't Hubbard. know what you're talking about. <laughs> Somebody's got to put it to use. I have no idea what you guys are referring to. No question. All right, Sandy, what else is happening? Anything else you, you got uh, cooking in your end? Well, the Gophers, uh, congratulations to them not losing a game this weekend. Of course, they had a bye. <laughs> <laughs> there is a – they had that open – I was going to say, well, the Gophers, well, they didn't play. Well, good good line, Bob. Bye. And I got to tell you about uh, – now, at D3, St. John's is the best D3 team in the state, but Carlton, they put out like a like – a, sort of like a press release of all the great things that they have going on there. And one of them, 5-0, first in the MIAC – because they were undefeated, and St. John's lost to one of the top teams in the country earlier this year, non-conference game. So they played on Saturday. The top team in the MIAC gave up 63 points to the Johnnies oh. and scored only seven. Jesus. So they got a guy, Boz Bostrom, who's the head of the accounting department, great guy. He, you know, he was poking a little fun at him. That uh, now he says second in the MIAC. Because St. John's is they're in a class by themselves. Where is Carlton again? Carlton is North uh, Northfield, isn't that where Northfield? Um, that's right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, that's where Wellstone taught, I think, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, Saint Olaf's there too, isn't it? I think so. Right yeah. There, Wh yeah. Which one did he teach at, Carlton or Saint Olaf? I think Carlton. I think, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, that's listen, a, to Bob. That's a Northfield. Bob goes or Saint Olaf. It's like Saint Olaf. Saint Olaf. Olaf. Are you trying to fit in. No, I just that's the way I, uh, you know, it's <laughs> the way I ro roll. That's a nice that area down there. I like to go down to the Jesse James days. I love Jesse James days. It is fun, isn't it? It's super fun. When I was a teenager, um, this kid threw a water glass at me, and I chased him down what? and tickled him at Jesse James days. I hope it was a plastic lightweight one. It was, yeah, well, they threw, you know, I'm sure it was actually like pop because it was one of those, like, pop whatever turned around threw it at me and my friend michelle and he was like i was like a teenager and he's probably 10 or 11 trying to impress his friends oh. so i chased him down Ooh. and then made him give me tickets for rides i love that that you is ran amazing. down a fourth grader yeah 
You had it coming. <laughs> yes, I did. We all learned something that I day. Agree. I agree. I couldn't agree with you more. No question. Chase him down, damn it. Jesse James' days are immaculate. Good call, Tom. How did he, what did he ever end up, the, that bank robbery? It was a bank robbery, wasn't it? Yeah, it's just another example of us idolizing people murdering people. <laughs> yeah, really nice. Well, it's either Jesse James or Corleone. I can't decide which one I like more. Right? That's true. You're absolutely right. You got about two minutes left, Bob. What else you got? Well, let me, have you, because uh, you know, you watch, you watch streaming, right? Mm-hmm. Have Lots. you ever seen, I never saw the first Meg. Then I watched, I saw it was on, I watched Meg. Meg 2 is terrific. What is Have you Meg? watched him? What is Meg? The, the, the thing with uh, Jason Statham or Statham, however the hell you say No, it. I don't watch his. I can't stand him. What? Really? Every, oh, talk, every movie he's in, he talks exactly. I mean, he doesn't, does he ever pre-read what he's reading? Doesn't matter. He kicks a lot of ass. He does like to kick ass, kick, doesn't he? Kick the ass of a megalodon. Why is the Meg 2 good? Because you're, you're going to have to convince me to watch the Meg 2. Now, go. <laughs> yeah. There's good, okay, there's good action in it. There's a great story. Well, maybe not a great story, but there's actually yeah, a story in a it. Great story. Which I didn't expect much. I thought it was all going to take place underwater. It doesn't. Fighting bad guys, eco-terrorists. There's a lot of good... You like, you're like you into eco, right? You're an eco-warrior or whatever. Really? I, I, me? I'm an yeah. eco-warrior? I mean, I could pretend to be if that makes you the story better. But uh, I, I here's the thing. I remember seeing clips of the Meg 2... And thinking that's enough, or the Meg One, and thinking that's that's enough shark for me. Meg but two if you're is much better than Meg One, all right. So okay. are you like Sharknado fan as well? I'm not a Sharknado well, fan. I didn't think I'd like the Meg Two, but I said, ah, let's see it because I remember my son had seen it and he really liked it. And I said, come on. But right. it turned out it was good. And then I also watched. Uh, have you watched the new Frasier uh, series? Phenomenal, time? phenomenal. I really like it. It's really, really good. There are two episodes out that I know of. Uh, and I think that, yeah. that that's it for right now. It's two episodes. It is. It is tremendously good. And they're, 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 on Thursday night, CBS will have both of them on, and you watch it on Paramount Plus as I did. Yeah, right. And a new episode will drop every Thursday. The character who they have that he was on, but he wasn't on enough, is the kid that plays Niall's son. Yes. He's yes. hilarious. I'm telling you, that show is really, really good. I had a nice balance in my. You know when they all talk about finding a balance in the universe. Yeah. Right? So we watched Frasier. It was really, really good. Two episodes came out. Do you know how many total episodes this season? Ten. There are ten. That's what I had heard, yeah. Um, to balance things out, because Frasier was so good, Catherine and I went to a movie on Friday, on Saturday night. It is by far the worst movie I have ever seen in my entire life. It's called The what? Royal Hotel. It's an Australian movie. Every minute of the movie sucked. It Royal was, Hotel. It was terrible. What is this? I mean, the women in it that were good. It wasn't the acting. It was the writing. The writing in the movie was horrendous. What I suggest you do is what I did. Right after the second new Frasier, they started from season one, episode one of Frasier. Yeah. It, it's been so long. It's, it was a phenomenal start to it that was. series. Yes, sir. It was a, one of the best written series out there. He's wonderful. He's What a talent. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I mean, I'm looking forward to the other ones. The one thing I will very quickly say, I didn't. I think they've taken the Frederick as a kid. He was different than he is now as an adult. He's much uh, more. Yeah. You know, he's not like the. He was kind of a prissy kid, wasn't he? Oh, he's a pain in the ass in the beginning. 
Yeah, well. I just... <laughs> he goes, yeah, well. Who wasn't? Yeah, yeah. that's true. It's a very good point. And still is. And still is. <laughs> All right, Sandy. A magnificent report, I thought. Yeah, well, I got to go. My piece of tape fell off or you wouldn't be seeing me. Yeah, we love seeing you, Bob. Yeah. We're, Bob, we're you used great. to it. You look yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody. All right, we'll see you guys later. All right, Bob, thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, Bob Sansvere. Brought to you by Brad Sean Bryant, personal injury lawyer seeking justice for the injured. Brad Sean Bryant, MinnesotaPersonalInjury.com. Give him a buzz. Talk to Michael Bryant over there. He'll be taken care of. Everything will be good. So what did you find out about the Royal Hotel? Oh, I found out uh, it's got 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb and 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's the worst movie ever made. I believe you, because you and I usually fall into that, like, mm-hmm. especially if the um, the the writing's off, you and I both, like, go, go, no, we're not buying this. But, yeah, it's all over the place. I didn't even hear about this movie. I don't know where you guys found it. Yeah. I was just looking for a movie to go see. Well, I, I got to tell you the full reveal here. Okay. Mm-hmm. It just happened to be at the Imagine Theater. Mm. And if there's anything at the Imagine Theater, I will go see it. Because then I get to eat dinner at the tea house. Uh, that is my favorite Chinese restaurant. They got they got that thing back to where it was originally. It is phenomenal. Super what? good. Uh, should I read the synopsis a little bit? To, of, of what uh, I just said? Or you want to change the subject again? No, I, on the Grand Hotel. No, I, yeah, what, what's the deal? Or the Royal Hotel. Royal Hotel, based, yeah. Uh, based on true events in 2016... Uh, the Royal Hotel follows two 30-something Americans who find themselves going broke while backpacking trip across Australia. To make some cash and continue their adventure, they pick up a temporary live-in job at the rundown bar of a pub called the Royal Hotel in a remote outback mining town. Mm-hmm. So does it end up being a thriller then? I wasn't thrilled. I know that. It's <laughs> 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 just nothing ever ha- Everybody's an asshole, first of all. Everybody in it's an asshole, and then nothing good ever happens. Is it one of those things where everybody's got like the the witty comeback one liner? Yeah, oh yeah, and, and everybody they're just back and forth. And again, it's it's you know, oh hey, let me ask you, mate, what's your your cousin's name again? Dick Gazina? Is that a, is that a name? Dick Gazina? Get it? The, mm-hmm. You know, it was all dick jokes, and it's like oh god. First of all, learn to speak English in Australia, would you please? Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I've been saying for years. <laughs> you horn tootin'. <laughs> Tevin always says that when he walks into a room. He does. Oh, yeah, I'm tired of these Australians not speaking English. I'm sick to death. No, I, Catherine and I both just thought it was terrible. That's a bummer. Yeah, this is all over the board uh, with reviews. There's a lot of, like, terrible and amazing. Amazing? Yeah, like I said, it has a 90-something percent yeah, on Rotten people, Tomatoes. Those people don't get out much. <laughs> That's the first mer- movie they've ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah oh, this is pretty good. It projects up on a screen. Have you ever, I've never seen that before. No, I don't know. It, it, like I said, I, the problem was they called it a thriller. There's yeah. nothing thrilling about it at all. They, they did not describe the movie very well in the pre, pre-read that I did on it. It was nothing like I thought it would be. The women in it are not bad, but it's just... Yeah. The whole story sucked, I thought. Just everybody's a prick. Is that yeah, a well, good Ju- setup? It's it's Julia Garner, who right, uh, right. is the Ozark uh, lady, yes. yep. who is amazing. So yeah. I could see how you're like, the talent was there, but... Really bad yeah. writing. Damn. All right, we have to take a break, come back, and burst into tears, because, you know, 
what are you going to do? We have a very special, we've got a very special guest coming up in seconds. We'll be right back. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Listen live on the Tom Bernard Show app or at TomBernardShow.com. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Michael Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with many multi-generational businesses. Take personal care dentistry of Roseville, for example. Dr. Walter Hunt, also known as Painless to me, has been a longtime customer of the bank since we opened the bank in 1998. When his son Kyle was ready to join the practice, they wanted to expand quickly. With their additional space and equipment, they now are able to see more patients each day while providing the same level of care and service. Okay, guys, I'll take it from here. If you run a family business or any kind of business for that matter, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. Every time I deal with them or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. So why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, equal housing lender. This is Bob Sansevier, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial conversation consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E Law.com. Recently, Jim Paul of Valley Buick GMC was contacted by a company that does on-site sales. Jim was confused. Wait, they don't know anything about us. Our staff, our reputation, most importantly, our customers. Hey, pal, no problem. We do them all over the country. You know, get the manager off the roof sale, inflatable gorilla sale, and our favorite, the 13-hour sale with a giant clock that goes to 13. Urgency, baby. We bring our crew because, well, your people are, let's just say, a little uh, laid back. And the pricing? Nothing special, sport. But Jim thought, we price competitively every day. Our prices are special. We definitely don't need these guys. But sale does convey some urgency, so we made a bold decision for his fine dealerships. Announcing the Valley Buick GMC 365-day sale. And we can even extend it a couple years or so. I got the Air Dancer guy, scratch-offs, plastic keys, bubble machine, five. Valley Buick GMC in Apple Valley or Hastings or valleycardealers.com. Hurry. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Lindsay's ready to go. She Magnificent. Is. Lindsay, how are you today? 
I am great. Thank you for asking. Marvelous. Now, I do have to ask you a question because I grew up with a person who had a last name very close to yours, and they pronounced it Yacobellus. They didn't pronounce it Jacobellus. They pronounced it Yacobellus. Well, I believe that is probably how our ancestors pronounced it, but mm-hmm. by the time I came into this world, I was Jacob Ellis, so I, it's possible we're related in some sisterhood separation. We reconnect. Name, so possible. Yeah, we're going to have to reconnect with Lindsay because that was a very bad signal. Unfortunately, very pleasant person, though. Yeah, Jacob Ellis is how they pronounced it. Mm-hmm. Instead of Jacob Ellis. Do you know anything about her, Brittany? No, I was just looking her up during the break. Um, I'm also in pouting mode because my mom just left for Florida. Oh, just drop off. The phone. I'm not going to put up with an hour and a half of your bullshit. There's no way. There oh, she goes. See, there she goes. Where's she nice go- to me. How long is she going to be gone? She'll be gone until December 9th. Really? Yeah, they'll go, and then she'll stay with us for like a month. But I hate when she leaves back to Florida. It sucks. So be nice to me. My kids love it when I leave for Florida. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> Good. We can hang out at their house, watch their TV, and eat all the food in the house. Right. Yeah. They, they Airbnb their own house so they can make a couple extra bucks and then go live at your crib. You know what that's all about, don't you, Brittany? Hmm. Your father missing. Because I used to go through the same thing. When my mother had to go away, I hated it. I hate it. I get so pouty, but uh, AJ said Lindsay's back. Marvelous. Lindsay Jacobellis with us. How you doing, Lindsay? I'm great. Sorry about that. Some technical difficulties out in the middle of the woods, getting ready to go into New York. So hopefully my single signal will be getting better throughout the day. Where are you in the woods? I want to hear about this. <laughs> I'm in Roxbury, Connecticut. Oh, I love Roxbury. Where it all started. Yeah. That's a good idea. That's where it all started for you. Uh, with two Olympic gold medals, one silver medal, six world championship victories, 31 World Cup victories. Have you ever achieved anything, Lindsay? <laughs> <laughs> been a long road but it's, it's it, there's been a lot of growth along the way so it's, it's been a pretty exciting process i love the name of your new publication unforgiving what's that all about well unforgiving i chose that name because over the years i felt you know my sport could be very unforgiving i felt the media was a little unforgiving for, mm-hmm. to me at certain times but most importantly i was pretty unforgiving towards myself after my 2006 Olympic moment and all of the years proceeding after, you know, getting on that, that hamster wheel and keep going another Olympic cycle, another Olympic cycle. I never saw myself going to five Olympics, but it was always, you know, take one or two years at a time, reassess, but it was a strong driving force that kept me going. I'm someone that likes to win ever since I was a little kid. I'm very competitive. Anyone that knows me at any capacity knows I'm a very competitive person. So um, it was to start my book, but ultimately at the end, it was mainly about forgiving and forgiving myself so I can move on to my 2022 Olympic moment. Lindsay, do you think a lot of people have a very difficult time? Because I, I know I do. Forgiving myself for something, that's hard to do. It's very hard to do that. It, it took a lot of work, mm-hmm. and it was not something that was obvious that I needed to do. I was just already ready to go through the motions, do the training on the hill, do the training in the gym, and I'd still be winning 
in all of these years in between Olympics, but it would just never line up for me. And I'd always get so much backlash every time I'd come back into an Olympic cycle that it was so hard to focus and it was so distracting and it was so upsetting. So it was not until 2016 that I actually looked, you know, pretty deep inward to be like, what is missing? Because I'm clearly doing everything right physically because mm-hmm. we're seeing that as a pattern. But this is something I haven't exhausted. Let's start looking into the mental component as we're building into the 2018 cycle. And just missing the podium there, I knew I was still in the mix. It's very hard to get fourth place. It's even harder to get second place. But, right. Um, you know, it was it was still telling me that I had something to offer this sport, and I was still loving doing this sport. So that was the help. That was the driving factor that kept me in it and kept me going. Lindsay, I have to ask you, I hope you wrote this line. Jacobellis chronicles her career from crushing early failure. I hope you're the one that came up with that, because if somebody else is like, why don't you shut up, pal? I mean, it, that's that's the that was the hard truth, and it it was it was debilitating at times, and I had to brush it off and act like nothing happened. You know, that back to you know being in t-ball, and you're four and five years old, and you have to learn how to lose and to lose with grace. And I did my best to lose with grace in that moment, knowing that I made a mistake, but it was so hard for that me and never let that down. And it was so hard every time I'd come back into an Olympic cycle that cycle that they kept dragging that up. So it took a lot of mental training to prepare myself for that moment in 2022 in Beijing to accept that, forgive myself and prepare, put myself in the best possible situation to have another shot at gold. Lindsay, where does your strength and, and a clear understanding of what life's all about, where does that come from? It just it comes from experience and having to live that. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you yeah. wasted on the young, and this was part of the concept of me writing this book. If I could educate anyone to apply my method or to be aware that they can work on themselves in that capacity two years old, two years earlier, five years older, or even 10 years earlier. I mean, that is a win right there. I never want an athlete to feel how I felt in those moments when I was struggling. And I want my book to inspire and to give hope for anyone in any walk of life. I think it's a wonderful deal. Lindsay, we're going to have to have you back on again sometime because you were breaking up the whole time, but I do want to talk to you. Can you read books sometime? That'd be great when, when you get where you're going. I, I do like to read, and uh, sometimes I really enjoy just listening to books on tape, especially when it is an author reading it, and I travel so much, so it, it's nice that I can be uh, multitasking or doing a DIY while I'm listening to a story, and it, it helps like I'm getting a lot more done. <laughs> now, what, where's the unforgiving part? You're unforgiving of your, you don't forgive yourself? I, it takes me a long time to forgive myself and mm-hmm. see that growth over uh, many years in the book. Um, but I chose the title Unforgiving because essentially my sport can be unforgiving. You know, any sport at that Olympic level can have its ups and downs. I felt at times the media was very unforgiving to me mm-hmm. and the hate mail that I would get from random people. And then ultimately I was unforgiving to myself. So 
yep. it was it was those moments that I had to reflect back on to see that there was a component missing that I needed to work on. And that was that was the main goal in my book and to share my story, to tell my narrative and my experience. And hopefully that inspires somebody to see they might need to take a different tactic, work on themselves in a different way and have a different mental approach to to find their ultimate goal and success. Your strength come from your mother, father, both. What do you think? I would say my mom always has a great perspective. And we definitely have had some hard times in our family, not unlike a lot of families out there. So she was always that grounding factor. And my dad was always, you know, someone that goes through and approach something in a very, very methodical way and break things down. So I had like the physical breakdown and then I had my mom with the mental, mm-hmm. like the mental fortitude. And then I also had my training coach, Denise Schulz from the Rethink Group that came into my life in 2016 that really turned it up a notch with my mental training and my approach to reprogram and understand my emotions. You know, I would close with this, Lindsay, when I was very, very young, you know, when you're very young, you're going to make some mistakes, you're going to fail at things. And I cannot tell you how many people came to me and said, you may as well just give up. This is never going to work. And all it did, Lindsay, is inspire me to try even harder. And if I have uh, my modicum of success, it's because I didn't listen to those people. Right. And then somehow that victory was made just a little sweeter by all the haters out there and the people that told you you couldn't do it. So. I, I totally understand and appreciate that sentiment. So I, I get it, and I, I, I feel you. Magnificent. Unforgiving. The uh, publication date is tomorrow, as a matter of fact. Looking forward to it. Lindsay, come back soon. I love talking to you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Lindsay Jacobellis. Like I said, I know the Jacobellis is Jacobellis. She was terrific. It's too bad it's such a bad signal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah when I uh, hopped off the... <clears throat> Off the mic, I was talking to her. She said, yeah, I'm in the middle of the forest here. And I was like, well. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't good. That, yep. that's what she, she mentioned we'll she's been having that issue all day with everybody else she's been talking to. So uh, We'll, we'll uh, give uh, Art a heads up. Sometimes they just don't know what, like, where to go or what to do mm-hmm. with these interviews. And they yeah. think they can do it anywhere. And it's like, sorry, it just doesn't work like that. Doesn't work. Stop talking to me because if I see one more tear, you're off the show for the day. I'm not crying. Yes, you are. Look, I looked up. I'm talking to her, and you're like, you know no, I was listening. No, you weren't. You were tearing up. I will. First off, I love listening to that stuff because here's the thing that, yeah, that about Olympics great. people don't always realize is like, they have a million competitions between mm-hmm. Olympics. They mm-hmm. have all these like, but they're for some reason everybody uh, who's in an Olympic sport puts more pressure on themselves about the Olympics than they do, even if they make more money, it's right, more prestigious right. other places, but they only get to do it every four years. And mm-hmm. so then they age out if they always are worried about aging out in the next four years. So I love that that interview. Okay, but am I a little sad my mom just left? Yeah, I'm a little sad. A little sad? Not Beverly. Beverly, no! My mama. My mom went to Florida. She doesn't care about me. She's she, abandoning me. She turned her back on you and is never coming back. Now I have to get my own coffee while I do this show. Is she is she going down by herself or does she go with other people? No, her and my stepdad, Richard, are uh, on their way to Florida right now. So if you see two uh, Floridites on their way, be nice to them. Oh, so they're driving? 
Yeah, they yeah. they uh, drive the car back at this point. You know what's funny about that? I prefer that if we have the time, that's why I always kind of tr- try to travel around holidays. I'd yeah. much rather drive than fly. What? Yeah. Oh, much that's rather. Insane. Depending on depending on where you're going and what yeah, it's for. Like, true, yeah. if I'm going on like a vacation where I've got five days, I don't want to waste you know a day or two driving. But if it's like, yeah, we're just going down to Florida and we can take maybe a little scenic route and see something that we've never seen yep. before, I could, yeah, I can get down with a little road trip. Twenty-four hours. Twenty-four That's hours of what? Okay. That's how long it takes. Twenty-four hours to drive. Right, but you don't have to do it all yeah. in one shot. Like you can make a vacation out of it. They don't. Well, you know that for a fact. They they don't. I'm just saying, like my mom's the type that's like go go keep going. Oh, okay. Kind mm-hmm. of yeah. But see, the reason I like it so much is we drive to Chicago. I love Chicago. Oh, yeah. Great, not not great as much city. as I used to because they're allowing allowing people to tear it apart. But uh, we stop in Chicago, hang out there for a while. Then we go to the cashiers which is an, our second stop, just absolutely spectacular in North Carolina. We go down, either stay uh, down, well, just south of Atlanta or just north of Jacksonville. So we have these very special spots that we like to stop, and it makes the trip, I, I just love it. I love that trip. What do you guys do with Jude then? Because, like, my big, my um, parents have Bubba, their black lab with them, and so mm-hmm. they're always like, eh, Find you a spot for the with the dogs, or we don't right. want to venture out. What, what do, you, do you guys just bring Jude with? On all no, the we just we just chain him up out back here and leave him here. That makes sense. Mm. <laughs> well, yeah, you put a water dish out there and he's fine. Yeah, yeah food, rain, yeah, yeah. rains. Guard the car. Right. Make sure nobody breaks into the house. <laughs> Bugs come by, you know, and you can eat those. Now he he uh, he's really good in. Well, first of all, if Catherine's around, he's sitting in her lap, and that's just how it is. Yeah. He just will. He loves to sit in her lap. It's unbelievable. Do you guys like check in advance if they can have dogs, or yes, do you just yes. kind of, or, or you can kind of know that yep. most of the time you can bring Jude? Yeah, she, uh, Catherine, uh, does the research and pre-books everything. That makes sense. Which is, yeah, it's a great trip actually. If you ever ever get a chance to do it, you drive eight hours a day for three days, or if you want, or you can, you know, do the six-hour days for four days. Which that's a really cool deal because you're not in the car that long actually. Mm. My brother just took his motorcycle from here to Austin, Texas, because he's also abandoning Jesus. me soon. See, but your brother is? Yeah. So this is probably a bad time for us to tell you that uh, we are I'm also... tired. You guys are also <laughs> abandoning me. What? We can still see her. I told you to turn it off. What happened? Don't leave no. me, guys. Why is your brother going to Austin? Right Don't leave me, guys. <laughs> Uh, you know, I do miss that. It's funny that you're going through that because my mother died in 2008. But to this day, I still miss her that much. My mom's not dying. She's fine. She's I'm not talking about you for once. Do you ever understand we're not always talking about you? Hey, I'm just triple I told you you were crying. Are See you that? Crying? I am See, I told you. Everybody leaving. All I have is my sister, and who's my best friend. What I, I was talking about is how much I loved my mother. I wasn't talking about her leaving. I can't talk about mom's dying ever. I thought we had this agreement like oh, a while ago. Okay, well, let's get back to well, reality. Well, I mean, if it makes it kind of it's on brand, the wedding I did yesterday, her mom passed away a few years ago. So they did this like <laughs> after her speech, they did this like big, all the moms in the room with their kids came out on the dance floor for like the first dance because she danced with her mom instead of, or sorry, her dad passed away. So instead she danced with her mom. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was, I almost teared up because it was just all these moms out there dancing with their kids. So hopefully that. Makes you cry a little bit more, Brittany. Yeah, 
does. It really does. Well, you're so a disaster. Go home. Oh, wait a minute. You are home. Never I mind. I am home. Never I'm mind. Get my blankie. We can't even get rid of her. Uh, what, what, uh, what kind of justice is that? I here's the problem. Whenever you bring, and I don't want. It's not about me. I know that. But like, whenever you bring up your mom dying. I think about that there will be a time where I can't text her or call her because I call and text my mom constantly. She's the only one who, like, wakes up in the middle of the night with the baby for us. Like, I gotta go. Yeah, but what if you die first? Oh, I Jesus. hope so. I'm just you asking her so. a question. I hope so. I mean, I, I have a feeling she wouldn't appreciate that. But... <laughs> probably not. <laughs> yeah, she probably would appreciate you dying before her. No, that's a part of the thing, to tell you the truth, as you go through life. And it could be, in, you know, the situation, the, the age that I am now, you look, would you stop crying for Christ's sake? <laughs> just wipe your tears with your just, wedding dress? No, it was my shirt. She <laughs> stole shirt one of my you. shirts. <laughs> she stole one of my shirts <laughs> to blow her nose in it every day. No, it, it's, and the, you're going to hate it as you get older. It gets worse, not better. Well, Tom, I was talking, Bob Zansevier called me on Friday, and we were on the phone for a while, and my husband's like, who, you know, which one of your old men friends were you talking to now? And then I had the realization that, like, I am friends with a bunch of 60 and 70 year old men. And that made me cry for like 20 minutes because, like, Why? I call you, you, I call Gelfan, I call Bob because I need friends my age. Because if I watch you guys die, it's going to be really hard for me. Your age is stupid. I guess me and AJ just don't fall into the friend group, no. apparently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, at least you have us, but, you know. You guys don't call me. Bob called me for 20 minutes yelling at me to get a mammogram. <laughs> Why do you need to get a mammogram? He just is worried about cancer. Uh, he told me not to drink. Oh, because of Suzanne Summers. And then aspartame. He was on a, a tangent oh, about God. that. I got all these old men friends that are like thinking that I'm also going to die of cancer. I don't know. It's so amazing, though, that, that the disrespect that your generation has for our generation. She just said this she's is... friends with your generation. I know, but she calls them all old men. Well, I... Are they not? No. Six what? people in their 60s are not old any, by mean... any stretch. Right. We don't mean like they're about to die tomorrow. That's but, what like, she was implying. They're no. older. They're seasoned. Seasoned. There you go. Seasoned. There's a good word. Yeah. A I don't good mean word. it in a like bad it. way. I, lo- I talk to Bob and Gelfand. I hang out with you all the time. Like You don't I... ever hang out with me because I don't let you. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but she when you let me in the studio <laughs> and watches, she like drives by as you guys are sitting out in your cul-de-sac. She's like, maybe this would be the time. That yeah, this would be the time. Me in. See, now I'll give you another reason why I'm, I'm my I never look at life in a negative way, unless I'm around you guys. Andy just walked in and he looks very healthy. Oh so yeah, I'm glad to hear and see yes. that. You know, was so he that's at Seavers? Was he at Seavers with you yesterday? No, he didn't want to go to that because, and I understand because first of all. There's yeah. a lot of people, and there's yeah. the dust and all that stuff. It probably wouldn't have gone over great, but no. Uh, his wife and son were there though, so that was great. Oh, he brought he... he brought Daisy with him. How you doing, Daisy? What? I know I know Daisy's name because Ethan told me 400 times. Oh that my that's gosh! Daisy. The last um, time he was Daisy. in here, it was like, Daisy. "Hey, Ethan, how's it going?" Daisy, Daisy. <laughs> Daisy. Da- it was like, "Yeah, that's Daisy." That's... He does go with Daisy. He loves Daisy. No. Getting back to the subject at hand, it is a very, very good thing to see you're so emotional about your parents. I love seeing people that uh, adore their family members so much. It's how everyone should operate. You just love seeing me broken. You love broken people. You're always broken. It's a yeah. daily occurrence. What the hell is the difference? I mean, you're going to fall apart. We always know that. 
You can just say you love me all the time. Then. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. No, I, I do understand that. I hated that when, when, well, first of all, when you left for the army, that must have been a disaster. Why are we doing this to I'm Because yes, I'm learning it something. It must have been horrible. It was terrible. I have and to tell the people why you're slobbering all over yourself while on camera. Right. You just have <laughs> mucus <all> straining <laughs> from your nose. Like, it looks like somebody thinks you need help. Like, you're in some closet. Like, hold up today's paper. Blink twice if you need to send help. Like, the audio only audience is missing out on a yeah, great visual. They really are. It's true. Like, I would think that your mom, like, passed. Like, you're, she's going to Florida. Like, part of me wants to be like, Brittany, it's going to be okay. Like, it's she's not, like, moving to another country. You can still call her FaceTime. Her technology is a wonderful thing. You'll be all none right. Of, none of you will understand. And Tom, like, you'll understand the closest. But, like, when you have kids, you only have a certain amount of people who help you in the way your mom does. And, like, mm-hmm. there's nothing more I love more than sitting around with Gogo and my mom and, like, laughing at the bait. And so, like, when she leaves, it's just, like, it just sucks. I hate when she's gone. I hate that, like... That's maybe why I hate Florida. It steals my mom why every year. Why do you hate Florida? Here we go. You're not why would you kidding. even why? I'm just kidding. Oh, that I thing the other Florida. day, you were so far off the mark. It was unbelievable. I think we had two different conversations because I feel like she was kind of on the mark. Like she their was not school even close. Is, like their test scores were very low, and that was her point. And so were Minnesotans, but you guys never admitted that part. Right, but just because everybody's is low doesn't mean that now all of a sudden Florida's great. No, I'm not saying it is, but you can't trash them. They're like everybody else. But what I if you trash everybody? I do constantly every day. That's right. So I'm saying like that's that it, it fits in the same vein. Like I feel like you're allowed to trash Florida the same way you're allowed to trash Minnesota or any other state. Well, I love Minnesota and I love Florida. There are some people in Minnesota I'm not wild about right now. There's a there's a mm-hmm. crowd of people that I find disgusting. Did you just point to yourself, AJ? Yeah, it was AJ. I hate AJ. I was like, what's going on? I hate AJ. He's the worst person ever. dive into this story. Why? (laughs) You could be the worst person of all time. That is true. That's just a given. Yeah. No, I I just, like I said, I don't have any place that I I would say, oh, God, I'd never go there. And it's horrible. Yeah. You know, I don't see negative things like you pills. No. And most of the time... If you do have a place that you're like, oh, I'll never go back there. That's the worst place ever. You mm-hmm. probably had a negative experience that if you would yeah. have had that experience in any other place, you'd feel that same way. Like, it's not necessarily the place. It's just the experience. Well, had. that's probably what it is because my kids grew up going to Florida. So that's mm-hmm. another reason I love it so much because the memories of them, Alex walking along the beach at two years old is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It's a great memory. And because there's – oops, sorry. Go ahead, Brittany. No, no. I, I was going to say, does anyone realize what I did was that I ignited anger in Tom to get it where everyone was quit being nice to me, and now I'm back to normal. So, like, no, we're I get... appreciate that us pretending to hate Florida will get us in a conversation. <laughs> to get pretending me to, to hate Florida. All you two ever do is badmouth Florida. And don't you no lump me into about. this nonsense. You're the leader. You're the ringleader uh, now. God, Kevin, you're the worst. He's the worst, isn't Please, he? Though. Kevin. Get it. Florida's nice, Kevin. You should visit sometime. Yeah, it's, yeah way it's, to go. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll visit and go see your mom when she's down there for the next six months or however she's long she's down there. She's going to stay there forever, and you're going to be all alone. Yep, you're, she's never coming mm-hmm. back, Britt. Brit. Yeah, you don't have a babysitter now. What about, yeah, how do you feel about Matter that? Fact, she's on the phone right now. Let's take a break, Beverly. and I'm going to call my mom well, who's like uh, 20 minutes away. She's on the phone with me right now. Beverly, you're absolutely right. Run away as fast as you can. Okay. Love you. Bye. Mommy. There we go. I got your mother straightened away. You're good to go. Right, cool. We do actually have to take a break, though, because we got this thing called advertising. 
that pays your ex exorbitant salaries, if you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> okay. We're supposed to be getting paid? Right. <laughs> Whoops. You know what's Whoa. great about that is you're not my responsibility, so if they're screwing you, it's them, not me. <laughs> we'll be right back. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Listen live at TomBernardShow.com or on the Tom Bernard Show app. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you. Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. In a world that's racing a mile a minute, a split-second distraction can change everything. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw Bryant. Every day we see too many people, heads buried in their phones, unaware of the dangers they're in. Texting and driving isn't just reckless, it's playing Russian roulette with your life and the lives of others. In just four seconds of distraction, you've driven the length of a football field. Is there any text message that's worth your life, that's worth the lives of others? I've been fighting for the rights of the injured for over 30 years, but I'd rather you never meet me in a courtroom. So hear me now, stop texting and driving. Pay attention. Value your lives and the lives around you. And if you won't, know this, at Bradshaw and Bryant, we're relentless. We won't back down. We bring justice to those that need it. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. With Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. Why should your business bank with North American Banking Company? Here's Landon and Gavin Miller of D&B Plating. I've always been impressed with their speed of answers to our questions, uh, and that has allowed us to expand and capitalize on opportunities in the market. North American Banking Company has never made us feel like a number. They've always treated us as a partner. For more information about North American Banking Company, go to nabanco.com or stop by any one of their Twin Cities locations. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. O'Reilly Auto Parts' new Brake Best Select Pro brand raises the bar for the best aftermarket domestic brake pads and rotors available. For vehicle-specific friction formulations, quiet tech noise-canceling shims, and stainless steel hardware, choose Brake Best Select Pro. Professional-grade brakes from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 